everyone, and welcome to episode 29 of the Valkyrie Cast. My name is Drew. We are so excited that you're here. And with me, as always, is my two legendary co-hosts. We have Matt. Hello. And Tommy. Hey, what's up, guys? We are excited to be back, and today we are primarily going to be talking about the Switch. We actually all own one now, and it's been out for a little while. It's making waves um, across the news this week because it's done really, really well. Uh, It seems like everybody loves the Switch, and the future looks bright for Nintendo. So we're going to dig into that, but before that, we do have a few news points and some interesting stuff. The probably biggest news story that has been circulating uh, around for about a week or so now, but has really picked up some steam in the last few days with some major uh, outlets picking it up and uh, analysts looking at it. Is it is rumored from many people that Microsoft is looking to uh, to buy some studios and developers? And the the big crazy rumor, whether it's true or not, is that Microsoft may be looking to buy PUBG Corporation, Valve. And maybe even possibly the entirety of EA, which is kind of hard to wrap your head around. But uh, yeah, so Microsoft shopping. Uh, what do you guys think about this? I think it's exciting for, you know, because we're all, you know, we're Xbox people and PC people. So, you know, I, I've I've come close to buying a PlayStation before, but just never pulled the trigger. Um, but I'm I can admit that that PlayStation has definitely had uh, been killing it with their exclusive games in the last couple years, and uh, Xbox has fallen fallen flat in a lot of places with that. So it's exciting to see that maybe they're they're looking to like expand that, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean that if they acquired like EA specifically that those games would be exclusive, but some of them could become PC Xbox exclusives, um, things like pro- possibly Titanfall. And maybe Need for Speed, things like Star Wars and the sports games would probably stay on both consoles because the respective companies that own those probably would want to get as much money out of it as possible. But it is exciting, and let's be honest, EA completely needs to be revamped. So I think Microsoft could be someone to come in and really, you know, pull that company up from where they've kind of faltered in the last few years. So I think it could be good. Um, PUBG Corp. That seems that seems like to make a lot of sense it's already exclusive on the xbox so i can see them doing that and valve i was i didn't really know about valve um and what that could mean i was just kind of like cool but i read an article on polygon explaining how of of the rumors that's the one that makes the most sense because if uh, microsoft acquired valve they'd acquire steam and what they could basically do is you know roll the all the windows games and stuff into steam they'd be making money from day one because steam's so established um but they would also have access to like all of that user data and in a world where data is power like that could really be useful information for microsoft to boost their games division i think it also could really help bridge the gap even more between um, the Xbox console and PC, or just even Windows. I mean, Windows is most the, op- the operating system that most gamers use, so it would make sense for those to combine and all the games that you have to buy in the Windows Store just to be finally available on Steam and everything. So I think the idea of Valve especially is really exciting. Um, and EA and the other one, you know, that's cool, but I, I'm, I'm just excited. I, I hope something happens. And I hope we find hear something soon because 
I won't. I won't. Xbox to get a win. They they've been doing a lot of good stuff here there, but these the big title games is definitely where they've been lacking the last uh, year or so. So, what about you, Tommy? Have you heard about all this news? Um, I'm not fully caught up on it. I mean, I I've got the gist of the headline going down, and mm-hmm. um, I'm with you. I think the idea of the acquisition of Valve makes the most sense from a uh, financial. Um, from a business standpoint, from a product standpoint, um, that's one I can see being a legitimate thing. I don't really see what Microsoft would have to benefit from EA. I don't mm-hmm. know if they have Origin. Um, I think the biggest thing with EA is you just have so many franchises, which is kind of the heart of the whole issue while they're even talking about doing this. Is it like Microsoft doesn't have any first party games at this point that are selling consoles? I mean, I can't, I can't, I don't know about you guys, but last time I got excited about like a first party game that Microsoft had was probably Titanfall. I can't think of like, do we remember the last one before it? Let's, let's be honest. What franchise did Microsoft kill? Uh, mm, I know uh, what you're saying, but I don't want to admit it. Yeah. Are you referring to Halo? I, I am. I figured I am you were. Hey, I will say um, Halo 5 the multiplayer was really good. Yeah. I thought yeah, I the thought story the was, was pathetic, great. but the multiplayer I liked. But no, you're you're not wrong. But, the, but they don't I have heard, a Halo s- right now. That's the biggest issue. Like they've had Halo and these other franchises, uh, Fable, Four. I mean, Fours is still around, but they don't. I mean, besides this year, right now, okay, this year they have a new Forza game coming out in the fall, and they've got Sea of Thieves coming out, Crackdown. Three was the other first party game they had coming out this year that just got announced a few days ago that it's getting pushed to 2019 so they have two first party games coming out in the entirety of 2018 and that's mm-hmm. I'd say that but they, they've got they a lot of state of decay they've got a lot so of smaller ones yeah. but but there's not you're right they're they're very lacking and it seems a little late for them to be trying to figure it out now um, but I, I heard something Andrew you could probably confirm this because I may have heard it from you that well, the big reason that this has become rumors is that Microsoft has done really well, and so they've got a big, you know, they, they've got the ability to, this is the point where they have the money and the ability to, you know, buy up companies or some stuff to expand, and the reason some people, the reason that they think it's EA is because EA definitely is not in a good place right now, so that's where I think a lot of the thoughts on ea is i don't know where the rumors have come from for valve and uh pub i think is just assumed that that's probably well, something they're talking about here's i think there's a <clears throat> colin moriarty does a youtube thing called uh <clears throat> side quest and he talked about xbox and kind of its current state because it's not doing great playstation has sold about 75 million consoles worldwide xbox is at best estimates around 35 so they're not going to win this generation of console war but what mm-hmm. we've seen from Microsoft and Xbox time after time is they make these small changes that don't seem like a big deal that end up really revolutionizing the industry in the long run. Um, they were the first to push you know, Ethernet-only uh, high-speed internet gaming, which is the standard now. They were the first to do you know, buying games digitally on consoles, which is pretty much standard now. They were the first to really get online gaming on consoles right um, so Microsoft's done a lot of these things, especially when they're not leading the pack that have been extremely innovative. 
Um, and we can even see them, I think, doing that now. Like, you know, them just announcing a few days ago that this subscription service that they have, like their own Xbox Game Pass and saying every first-party game they have comes to that day one. So instead of having to spend $60 on a game every two or three months when a, a new game comes out, you can spend 10 bucks a month and it'd be like a Netflix-like service. I think that's more the future and when you end up looking at things like, well, there's not a lot of first-party games right now, but if they were to buy, I mean, even let's just say they just buy Valve, you've got Portal series, you've got Left 4 Dead, you've got Counter-Strike, and I think even if you just make those PC, Xbox exclusive games, that's going to really bolster their offering. Um the other thing is Microsoft Corporation as a whole has done really great this year. They've got a ton of cash in the bank. So sitting here thinking, well, EA, that's a huge purchase. I think so. I was reading the other day saying they have somewhere around 130 to $140 billion in cash assets right now left over from this last year to be able to invest in some studios. Um, yeah, so, that's probably what I was, what I thought, yeah. what I meant. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested so. to see what they do across the board. Like, uh, the biggest issue is the the biggest problem for Microsoft right now. They have, you know, a great console lineup. I like PlayStation, but I like Xbox as well. I think it's a great console, and if they just don't have games that are going to sell units, so if they they mm-hmm. can figure that piece of the puzzle out, and the best way to the quickest way of doing that is buy a studio or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Another rumor was maybe they'd buy Bethesda, which would be nice. So maybe we'd get another new Elder Scrolls games. I don't think that'll happen. Or, but God. or Skyrim again. No, I don't want more Skyrim. <laughs> I don't know. Um, something else with the whole Valve thing, um, because, you know, it was in the Polygon article I read, it talked about how, like, you know, why would they, why would, it doesn't seem like Valve they would be interested in selling, but it, they, they've, they're kind of on cruise control now because Steam's so successful. They haven't really done, they haven't made any crazy games or done anything in a while. So it's one of those things that maybe it could give um, Gabe an opportunity to, you know, go and do something new and with a big giant, you know, check in his pocket or whatnot. But also, it would instantly put Xbox up on a leg because they could, they could, all, they could just roll out in a few years Half Life Three, Left for Dead Three, or Portal Three. And tons and tons of people would come flocking to either, to maybe not Xbox, but would be so excited to be able to play those on PC or Xbox. And that could really make a big difference for a lot of people. So those are like just three like games that could be exclusive on Microsoft or PC or Xbox that could really turn the tides in, in balancing everything out. So it's exciting. I hope we hear something soon because... Let, more and more rumors left, keep flying left around. Left 4 Dead is a great series of games. Like, that's some... I had so many fun memories killing zombies and not freaking out and trying not to freak out. With a, Tommy, did you ever play Left 4 Dead before? I did. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I like co-op mm-hmm. games. It's, it, that's one of the best co-op games that's ever came out, I think. I, yeah, I'll be, that was the one where you could get locked in the um, the mall, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. No, well, that's mm-hmm. Dead Rising. No. Was that the, that's Dead Rising. Same game. Yeah, well, Left Left, Left for Dead. Dead there's like right. four characters, and it's yeah, just a zombie oh, the island. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. There's the thing about Left for Dead. I really liked is every time you go back and play through, they had set levels. So like you, you, you had a team of four, and you had to get through. But they had different gun loadouts that dropped every place, different places the zombies would come from. Like it never, even though it was like the same layout 
it was never the same exact thing every time. Like they randomized enough that it was really interesting. It was like a moving horde mode. It's kind of the best way I could describe it. It's huh. a lot of fun. It is. I played, I think, the second one in college with my roommates a lot, and it was always really fun. So that's um that's the Microsoft news. In other news, I don't know if you saw this, the Ant-Man and Wasp trailer came out this week. Um, nothing super crazy to say about it except for it, it looks like the first Ant-Man, and I think the first Ant-Man's one of Marvel's most underrated movies. It's really enjoyable and fun. But and she I has wings expect- now, Matt. I expect. I mean, yeah, that's cool. That's the only thing I, I expected from the to trailer. be. I expected to be just as good as the first Ant Man, and that's kind of all I want because I think it would be fun, and I look forward to seeing that. So, y'all should go check that out if you haven't. Yeah, Black Panther's and, coming too. Like, holy crap, it's everywhere. Like, I feel like it's being advertised like crazy, and I keep seeing things about it. I'm excited to see it, but like, I mean, I'm not like super hyped about it, but I just. Yeah, I'm hoping my there's a lot. I'm hoping my yeah, I'm hoping my movie pass card comes in by then. Oh, did you get movie pass? I have. I have got signed up for movie pass. I'm excited. Welcome to the club. Are you in it too, Tommy? Am I the only one that doesn't have movie pass? I just I just got it. I've been meaning to get it since before Christmas, but then I was hanging out with my friend Stillman, and who who they've had it for my friend Stillman and Rolo have had it since like back in August when they first you know brought the price down and they've been using it like crazy and I was with my friend Stillman and I said something about how I still hadn't you know done it yet because every time I think about it I forget to do it and he literally said download the app on your phone right now and sign up and I was like okay and so I did it and so my card's on the way it takes like two weeks to get here so I'm hoping maybe it'll be here by then I did get a confirmation email that it's shipping, so or it's supposed to be shipping, so maybe I'll get it sooner. So we'll see, and I'll let I'll bring a report back. Me and Tommy can do a report on Movie Pass and if it's worth it. I don't know I if mean, you've used I yours yet, it. Tommy. Have you used it yet? Yeah, Good. yeah. I need I'm to. I need to get it. it, especially as many movies as we're watching with this podcast. Exactly, yes. and there's a lot of movies that like I want to go see that but then i'm like i don't know i I feel like i feel like signing up for that is going to be cheaper than me going and paying to go see the movie the black panther if you see yeah i mean if you see a movie once a month it pays for itself so and i'm probably going to see a movie once a month especially now that i have it so i get that yeah check that out um i thought i had another news thing i wanted to mention but i actually think what it was was the whole article about the switch which is kind of the reason we wanted to talk about a switch true so um so can I, let's can I, dive can into I do the, the switch rumor that i read about today yeah. first and then we can talk uh, about that sure hey well let's just this is us we're now going to transition into talking about the switch and kind of where it's been and our opinions on it it's been almost a year since this came out actually it's been about a year since they first announced it because they originally announced it in january so we're going to talk about where it's at what we think of it and rumors and stuff and apparently drew has a rumor that he's heard yeah so rumor before we dive in because we all own switches and, and we've got you know more experience with them than we did last year even though last year's when it launched um was reading today actually getting ready for this because if you've been reading the internet this week most of the major video game and media uh, media websites, Kotaku, Polygon, and IGN, have been talking about how good the Switch is doing. I think they just had a big earnings call. Um, but one of the other things I read out that is that uh, the Pokemon company has announced that all of their developers are 
actively kind of shifted shifted away from Sun and Moon Ultra and kind of wrapping that up, and they're all working on Nintendo uh, Pokemon for the Switch. And it's mm-hmm. looking like there's a possibility that it could be coming out this year, which I would love. I would love for this fall near holiday season to have a Pokemon on the Switch. That would make me so happy. So that's all I have. I just know we all love Pokemon. So hopefully it doesn't get yeah. pushed to 2019. I've been on a Pokemon kick lately. I've been playing my Omega Ruby and it's been really fun because I never beat it. I didn't realize I hadn't beat it. I only had like the last gym to do and stuff. And so, man, it's it's really fun and i really want to get ultra sun or moon now um but man i just i'm I'm with drew like i want to get it this year even if it comes out at the end of the year that feels so far away i just i think that I would just, be even a better win because we had i feel like a a, a full-fledged pokemon game on an actual mainline nintendo console in 2018 would just take what's already been selling and making the switch special and just make it even bigger this year but that would sell oh, consoles yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of selling consoles, there's an article that came out today, I think, that talked about how the Switch has now surpassed the sales of the Wii U, but not just the sales of the Wii U, the, like, entire life cycle of the Wii U, the Switch has now outsold. And not even its first year, because it came out in March, so it's not even been a full year since the Switch came out, and it's already outsold the last-gen console that It was around for Nintendo five put years. Out. Not even a year. Was it really yeah. five years? Yeah. So this Wii wow. U system sold a little over five years. It's actually a little over five years. They sold 13.5 million Wii U. It doesn't feel like it lasted that long, to be honest. No, it doesn't. No, it but the Wii U lasted, they sold for a little, a little bit over five years, 13.5. And the Switch, as of December 31st, this is even right now. I mean, we've got a whole other month of Switches being bought. And they've already sold 14.8 million Switches. Bravo. A lot. Good job, Nintendo. And let's just say, like, did anyone expect Nintendo to just, like, kill it that past year? Mm-hmm. Like, I know there were the rumors, I think, before it was announced when it, that was called, like, Nintendo NX or something. And, like, no, I know I saw no one talking about it, really. And then they came out of nowhere in January and showed it off. And I started listening to a podcast about that time, and they just kept talking about it, and they got to go and actually play it, and they were super skeptical about it, and were just like, I don't know. And then when it came out, like, they literally talked about it for, like, two months straight, just talking about the Switch and stuff. And it was, and because they were so impressed with it and stuff, and which is made what made me want to get it, on top of how good Zelda was, and all of the reviews coming out about Zelda. So, like no one expected it and they just came out of the gate swinging and like killed it this past year two of the top best games of the year nominated game of the year was legend zelda in a lot of uh places and i can't disagree with that it was freaking fantastic so we all have it yeah and so here's the deal i remember when they announced the switch and i remember thinking that's neat but I did not plan on buying one because we had a Wii U. We were one of those 13.5 million people who bought a Wii U. The only reason we bought a Wii U is because we had a, um, we we got some extra money and it was on a really great sale and we wanted to play Mario together. But I remember mm-hmm. the thing about the Wii U is the gamepad felt really cheap and toy-like. The whole console did and it bothered me because I was like, man, Nintendo's just, it mean really if you if you 
if you were disappointed in the Wii U when they first announced it, it just looked like a gimmicky Wii U that didn't look super powerful, didn't seem like it was really going to do well. And I, I wasn't interested. I don't, I don't know how you felt, Tommy, but for me, when they first announced it, I just, I was like, Nintendo's doing something weird again. They'll probably have some good stuff because Nintendo always has at least some good games on every console, but I don't know it's going to be anything that's going to... I didn't think at this point during a year I'd, I would have bought one and it have been one of my favorite things I played in 2017 and in 2018 so far. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'd agree. I didn't I I didn't expect the once I heard so much good stuff about it, I started looking for them and could not find them. I bought mine in the summer about the time that they started being a little easier to find and I literally was out of town and I went into a Walmart or a Best Buy and at this point there's still none and I said, If there's one here, I'm gonna buy it and I walked in and they had two and I went, Okay, buying this in Zelda and I did and it was amazing and I played the crap out of that game. And then I started bug- bugging both of y'all about it. Mention of Zelda, Tommy, did you ever d- dig into that since you've got your Switch? I know you bought the game before you actually even had a Switch. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, the game is still sitting on my shelf. I'll be honest, I've gotten to put less time. I think Rebecca's put more time on the Switch than I have, um, which I th- I'm going to go on record and say I think I was more excited for the Switch than she was, but... Uh, it's been nonstop since Christmas, so um, or since even before Christmas. So I just haven't really had a whole lot of time um, to do much of anything. Well, I will tell you this, Tommy. My wife, I was more excited about the Switch than my wife as well, and my wife has played more than I have. Like, I can't, and maybe this is some of the magic of the Switch. Like, I, I can't tell you how many evenings I've been working on work or doing something else and she's like just been curled up on the couch playing mario on it or stardew valley or something else um i really that i I really like the switch so much more than i thought i was Mm -hmm. i agree you agree it's great i just like the i just like the idea that i can play it on my tv and then if i want to like go somewhere else in my house or get in bed and just kind of chill or take it with me that I can just pop it out and have it anywhere I go. And that was probably the coolest thing to me. I had some like long work days where I was going to have like two or three hours in the middle of the day off where I was just going to be sitting around until work picked up again. And I just took my switch with me and was able to play at work whenever I was, wasn't technically working and stuff. And that was super cool to just be able to do that and be playing Zelda like, or Mario at just, you know, anywhere I wanted to go, like, oh, I'm going to pull it out and start playing it right here. And I, I'm in the, the the small majority of people where the Joy-Cons don't bother me. I have, I don't know if I You're just tiny, have small You are hands. in a small majority. I, I know I'm in the small tiny majority, but, like, the, the, like, the Joy-Cons don't bother me. Like, I figured out a, a way to grip it where it was comfortable, and the only time it really gets uncomfortable is if I'm laying in bed and holding it up, like my like the bottom of my forearm gets a little uh starts you know falling asleep because of the way i'm holding it and stuff but that's literally just because of how i'm laying down man that's that sounds risky matt because like sometimes i'll be holding my phone in bed and it falls on my face and i feel like i'm about to die if you drop your switch on your head like you're dead right like yeah but i but i got i got both hands i got both hands on it i'm all right sometimes i got both hands on my phone and my phone's maybe i'm just clumsy i don't know 
Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about that features for a second because it is a little weird. I mean, the main the main feature of the Switch, which is kind of gimmicky because it's kind of a Nintendo thing, is the whole going from this handheld console to an actual full fledged television console. Uh, Matt, you just said you're in the minority where you play it more in handheld. I think I've probably played it more in handheld as well because I, that I've just played it more while we've been traveling or stuff. Um, but I've also played it on the the TV as well. And I'll be completely honest. That I don't. I, I want to hear what you guys think about that feature. But for me, I was a little apprehensive. But it's just it's you know this is going to sound really cheesy because you know Apple always used to say. You know, it's the magic that makes it work. It's not. It's technology, and it's just really good technology and really well designed. But it does kind of feel magical when you just slip it in the dock, and it's just bam, it's on the TV, or you pull it out. It's just so so seamless and flawless. It's just so well done. I mean, I mean if you want to get down to the nitty gritty, the dock is just basically a, a like a display adapter that goes from USB-C to HDMI. I mean, you're, it's not really anything fancy. I know it's not anything fancy, but, but man, you just slide it in and it's like there. I mean, I've never. That's what she said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did, Sorry, I couldn't. Really, really, huh? <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Uh, yeah. So it was too easy. It was. Yeah. It was that too works. easy. Uh, I, I no, it's it's cool. I, I honestly, like I said, I play more in handheld, and honestly, unless it's just it's just more convenient to me to play it in handheld because I can be wherever and just have it. And so I think if I bought a pro controller, I'd probably play it in big screen mode more. But honestly, the only time I really throw it in the dock is to charge, or if I've been playing something hardcore and the battery's low, then I throw it on the dock to pl- continue playing on the TV, which is super cool and. I do love that feature, but it's it's to me it's more of just charging and just nice uh, quality of life thing to be able to throw it on the big TV because I still in my mind just consider it to be like a higher end um, handheld yeah. know, console like and and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think I think Nintendo made a bold move and I totally think it paid off for them. They they they're separating themselves from the from what everyone else is doing and doing their little Nintendo thing and it's totally paying off for them. And I think it's I think it's safe to say that within the next year, I don't think it'll happen this year, but within the next year they'll roll out a Switch 2 or a Switch um update that will be uh 1080p. Because the technology is there, they can do it. It will be more expensive, but like it's been so successful, I would be shocked if next year they don't announce the Switch Two or the Switch XL, where it's got a little bit bigger screen. The Switch S, you know, just do like the Xbox One X thing and just do. Switch, I don't even know. Switch I, I imagine S. it would probably be maybe it would be the Switch U. Switch I hope U. they don't, but but like. I think it's safe to say that like we'll see in an, in a year or so them come out with a higher end one that'll be more expensive, but it'll be you know a, a the the tablet will be outputting an a, a 1080p uh, image, and then the people who complain about you know playing their Switch games on the big TV and it's only 720 they'll get that full HD. I don't think they'll go as far as going 4K, but I don't think that I think it's safe. To assume that's going to be the next step for the Switch, and I'd say that you don't have, and you don't have to get that. It's just if you want those extra pixels, if if you if you play on the the TV more often and you want it full 1080, I completely understand that. You might want to spend the extra hundred, two hundred dollars to get the the newer one that can do 1080p or whatnot. 
Yeah, I can see that because I mean, I guess they kind of did that with not with the resolution, but they kind of did that with the 3DS when the 3DS came out, and then they came out with the bigger 3DS XL, which mm-hmm. was a bigger screen. And um, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm a fan. I like it. I I've always liked the 3DSs. Um, I felt like those were really great. Nintendo's always done handhelds extremely well. And so, like, I think that's one of the strengths. And I think one of the reasons it's sold so well is it's in this marketplace where there's nothing really else. Sony's backed off of handhelds. Nintendo's always really done handheld gaming better than anyone else. And they've just really elevated it to some degree. I almost feel like this isn't so much even a, a video game console like like a non-handheld this this to me just feels like uh and maybe i'm in the minority kind of like you were saying matt but it feels like a handheld console that has the ability to hook up to a tv um mm-hmm. and I, I like that a lot like I've, I've i've always wanted something along those lines and you know there's been a lot of attempts at doing it and it's just nintendo just I think they figured it out because it's not about having... I, I, I see what you're saying about 1080 and everything else, but I don't think Nintendo really cares as much about that as they do about quality games and it just feeling right. Uh-uh. Well, I think they've shown that they don't care because, I mean, how long have people always complained that Nintendo is, quote-unquote, not up with the times yeah. on the graphics? I mean, when you compare the specs of an Xbox One, which released, you know, a couple years before... The, you know the switch is even announced i mean the xbox one is a miniature computer yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and the playstation 4 for that matter if you i mean if you put spec to spec against the switch the switch is almost an embarrassment you know in in 2018 2017 times yeah. but right like Nintendo's proved that it's all about user experience it's not about the numbers it's about what they do with the numbers and how we engage with it and i think the portability is a huge factor i mean i remember with the 360 i mean how many of us carried our 360s around yeah oh my gosh my 360 is so banged up from throwing in a backpack and taking it over to drew's house for a land party or just taking it over to franken's houses in college where we were just plugging them i built i built a portable pelican case just for my 360 for that very reason but it wasn't like it wasn't so did you I mean, so did you ever think when you built that that man, I'm gonna have a Nintendo console that's like a tablet that's gonna be amazing and it's gonna be so much easier than this? I, I'm just here. Here's I was thinking about this earlier today. Like, the thing I really love about the Switch is it it captures everything I think I fell in love with gaming about. Like, it has this feeling to me of playing my Game Boy in the back seat of a call. So there's this nostalgia there, but then it's it's more modern it doesn't feel like a toy to, i mean it, it does kind of but it doesn't like i don't i don't feel like it feels like plasticky and cheap like the wii u did it feels like a little bit more put together but and then the game experiences that they've given out so far are just top notch and they're single player and they've got some multiplayer stuff going on but it's i don't know it just feels completely different it, it's like what you just said tommy Nintendo doesn't care about stats and numbers and everything else. They're not chasing what the gaming market has become in 2018 and, and in this world. They're chasing a great... They they just want people to have fun. Like, that's the question. Is it fun? And if it's fun, then let's figure out a way to do it. And I think I just really love that about the Switch. You know, I think they kind of took an Apple approach. It's not... 
what people want. It's what Apple or what Nintendo thinks people need. Um, and they're kind of innovative in the way that they push things. And I think that it's smart that, you know, for a company who's always done well with handhelds. Yeah. I mean, just look at, I mean, the original Nintendo Game Boy was was fantastic. Yeah. Mine still works. I've got it. I was going to say, how many, how many people still turn on? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. after all this time, they, they, they're really a testament. Um, and the beautiful part is, is with Nintendo versus, I'll be honest, versus some of these other consoles, you know, I have an original Xbox sitting in the corner of my room and the replayability of that um, <laughs> yeah. is minimal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's here for nostalgia. Um, and I mean, that's kind of really where it is. Whereas my Game Boy, dude, I will go boot up some Pokemon Blue. Yeah, that's true, yeah. man. And, uh, and tear through it. I mean, even though it's over 20 years later, I don't care. Like, the replayability is there. And I think Nintendo is kind of uh, getting back into the headspace and trying to bring it back. And I really hope we see a Pokemon for the Switch this year. That I mean, obviously, we got Pokemon Tournament, but I want to see. No, I want to see right. a storyline Pokemon. I'd agree. I still, I still would love for them to like show up at E3 and be like, "Yo, it's done. It comes out next month. Boom." Well, drop, and, drop and it's possible because we we need to remember too. One of the reasons that these crazy numbers we started off this entire episode with, the reason the Switch sold because the Switch is not a perfect system. The Joy Cons are a little weird. I mean, honestly, they're great. They're they're in this weird place between being great for mobile but not great for for sitting out on the couch Everything yeah else. exactly and like you know that's kind of a compromise because it's trying to be two things honestly and it's not doing either <laughs> but well. don't worry but don't worry they took the apple approach with that and you can buy their super expensive controller <laughs> true, true you know to i fix that issue to, uh, there's there's this youtube video and i hope it's legit like where you can connect like blue like ps4 bluetooth yeah, controllers I, and I, stuff i've read, read that as well probably void and I've, seen, I've seen a couple different things like that oh dude i don't care if it voids the warranty the next thing i'm doing is a buddy of mine found different skins that you can oh yeah and, and not even skin. uh you can buy like the the plastic that replicates old game boy colors like the see-through purple yeah, I saw yeah, that. I, I saw i've seen the like super yeah. ds one that looked really cool yeah i mean just, i'm about to do it andy be, andy's already ported his over that's awesome just be careful with the actual like skins that are like the sticker skins because i know when the, they first were coming oh, out gosh. i remember seeing stuff about how uh certain company skins like the 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 stuff they use the sticky stuff there's some chemical in it that like the back that that weird kind of grippy texture that on the switch it was like like melting like not like bad but it was like doing damage to uh the switches so like make sure it, and i think that's just for the like skins that are like stickers basically that go on there and i'm sure there's yeah. probably plenty out there that don't do that but i remember when it first came out i re- read an article about how like one of the most popular like you know companies that makes that kind of stuff had to like stop selling their switch stuff because like they had to figure out a different substance to use because it's just it was it was just kind of doing damage like slight damage but like if you ever want to take it off you don't like yeah you know, i mean the yeah plastic having holes and stuff in it from it so. it's not worth i mean a ten dollar sticker isn't worth destroying yeah. your three hundred dollars exactly switch. but i have seen the where people have taken the joy cons and bought different cases for them and just taken the the 
Joy-Cons off and like put like this the clear purple classic Nintendo Joy-Cons. Well, which and looks they go awesome. so far as doing it to the back of uh, you could do it to the back of the Switch itself. And there's a little program where you can flash onto the Joy-Con because you know when you connect your Joy-Con, the little mm-hmm. icon comes up and it matches the color of the Joy-Con. You can flash the RGB code. So if you change out the casing for your Joy-Con you and you slide it work. in. It'll, yeah, it'll make that, it that That color. is so satisfying. Like that little, like, I know that's a little thing, but kind of what you're just saying, they took the Apple approach, maybe some degree, like sliding it down and having like the Joy-Con color come in and everything See. else is really, really cool. I love that. I didn't know that was a thing. I have the gray, so it's just a yellow light. Yeah. It's not colored for me. That's mine's, cool. Mine's, mine's I didn't red. I know that. Um, but what I was saying was, you know, the Switch is cool as it is, is is the only reason it's sold as many is because of the software they've come out with it. I, I was looking at some numbers. Um, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild released. They sold six point seven million copies of that. Okay, so that's wild. But what's really wild is when Super Mario Odyssey came out in October. In just two months, that they sold six point seven million copies of Breath of the Wild within nine months. With only two months, though, Mario Odyssey sold nine point nine million copies, which is insane to think about. Oh, yeah, when when the game when the system first came out, there were more copies of Breath of the Wild that were sold for the Switch than Switches had been sold. Kind of like when Tommy bought his. <laughs> I yeah, exactly. Yeah. I still don't understand how those numbers add up, but like that was like a thing that was going around. But they were like, yeah, like I don't remember the numbers, but it was like a hundred thousand games have been sold, but only fifty thousand Switches have been sold. It's like what? Yeah, that makes no sense. But that's awesome. I, I just think so, the gaming experience and the games they've come out with, the Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild are amazing, but I've had a blast even playing. I, I bought this little game called Stardew Valley, which is like a two-man development team, and it's kind of like a, a more modern take on Harvest Moon, still like eight, uh, 16-bit graphics, and it's so much fun. I've been playing that like all this week, just growing parsnips and and carrots and go into the egg fair and like that sounds so lame but guys it's so much fun and it's so much fun to do that laying on a couch with it in handheld mode rather than having to like sit at a desk to play it or something else i don't know just the gaming experience on it the user experience even though it's not perfect is just so unique to it what do you guys think about that no i'd agree with that i think i think one thing is the switch has a large gaming library of like small indie games like that and there's a lot of like random bad games on the market for it but there's a lot of like really good stuff like that um for me the one that i got i got sonic mania for my switch and it's just amazing like it's an amazing sonic game it's like the best sonic game they've made in years um, and it's just it, it harkens back to like the original sonics on the genesis and like that's where like I started playing Sonic like most everybody else and it's just so nice to be able to pull out and I bought it digitally so it's so nice to be able to pull out my Switch have Mario or have Zelda in it and then just to hit the home button and go oh yeah I've got Sonic Mania let me just jump over to this and run around a couple zones for a little bit and just just amazing game like definitely worth worth seeing and I also bought Rocket League and I know Tommy you got Rocket League too have you been playing oh, yeah. that what do you what do you think about it, how it plays on the Switch you know, it's a little bit different, but I got to say, I, I think this is where computer reigns supreme for me. I love Rocket League on the computer. 
the Switch plays a lot like it does on the Xbox One, which isn't bad, but it's different. Um, yeah. You know, I... But you can play can it when you're on a shoot in the middle of nowhere or flying on an airplane, which is, I don't know, for me, that's awesome, even if it is not quite perfect. As long as you have internet connection. I, yeah. Uh, no, and I mean, that's the beautiful part of it. You know, there's there's always going to be concessions when it comes to some games uh, like Doom um, because Doom's just not going to run as great as my... You know, huge. PC now you've got Doom for the around. Switch. Is it? Is it? Is it terrible though? Like, it's not. Now I will say this is where the Pro Controller really comes in handy. Uh, I don't think the Joy Cons <laughs> are just—they're not fine-tuned enough for something like that. I could see that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, uh, you know. I, I think it's either way. Like, I think it's a fantastic experience, and I really like my Switch. And, and I think Rebecca and I spend more time fighting over which one of you know when we get to play. You know, which one of us? I when I left for Smite, it was, do I get to take it or does do I leave it for yeah, her? I get that, mm-hmm. and and that became that became just as big of a family discussion as anything else. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt, your your girlfriend bought one after playing yours a little bit, right? Yeah, so I talked about it so much and was talking about Zelda and let her play it a little bit that she went and she's not really a gamer, but like she enjoyed Zelda. She she loved catching the bugs and stuff and just exploring. She didn't like fighting and stuff, but she just loved it so much for just exploring that she ended up going and buying one just to have it also. And uh, then she got she also got Mario when it came out and she really liked playing that and stuff. And so yeah, it just we don't have to fight over it. We can we can both have our switches and and so we'll we'll be sitting there both playing the switch together on our own. And I might be playing Zelda and she might be playing Mario. We're playing at the same time or doing something and, that, and that's really fun. There was a time in my house when both of them were over. They both had their switches and Angela was playing our switch and everybody was playing Zelda in the same room and just talking about it, which was kind of mm. a this interesting. It felt kind of old school talking about games that are single player with other people but also experiencing it at the same time kind of thing i don't know it's it's Mm -hmm. it's neat um you you know that when they first came out with the switch they had that commercial and everybody made fun of like karen why'd you bring your switch to the freaking party but honestly like i feel i didn't see that commercial it's (laughs) like this like hipster chick and she's going to a rooftop party where everyone's like drinking and hanging out and she's just like hey i brought my switch and they all start playing mario kart or something but I mean, evidently that's more accurate than a lot of people have put it. Like, I don't mind pulling my Switch out to show somebody because it is so cool and it it feels very accessible. For some reason, it feels more accessible than an Xbox or a PlayStation or a PC or any of these gaming experiences. And that I feel like that probably helped the sales as well. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people who've probably not bought a gaming console in a very long time, but all of a sudden there's a new Nintendo everybody's talking about, which is great. All of a sudden we've got you know, Mario and Zelda games and people who haven't played games in a long time, I can imagine them like jumping in as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, my own mother, uh, I think my, you know, we, we as a family got my mom a switch for Christmas and, um, you know, I, my mom had the original, you know, the Wii yeah. that came out back in the day and then she got rid of it. And I, you know, I don't think she's really participated much in video games since. I think there's an Xbox in their living room because 
I don't know, it might be my little sisters. They use it for home media setup. But, uh, you know, uh, from what I hear, my mom really enjoys the Switch. And so it's, you know, I think that comes, it comes back to full circle about Nintendo just being able to appease to all audiences and not necessarily going for the hardcore, mm-hmm. you know, gamer experience. It's, it's the enjoyment of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. That that's one thing Nintendo's always done well. Um, what games are you guys most looking forward to? Is there anything besides Pokemon? We've covered Pokemon. All, all of us want Pokemon, Pokemon now. <laughs> um, are there any games that y'all know of that are coming out, or you've heard coming out that you're really excited for? I think for me, I the the Bayonetta games are coming to the Switch, and I've never played them, but they look really fun. And I also didn't realize like it's it's supposedly supposedly like one of the best like hack and slash games because it's the same people that made like Beautiful Joe and uh, gosh a bunch of other like classic hack and slash punch 'em up games. I think I think he made the Devil May Cry too, right? No, the dude who's in charge, like the dude head of the company, was I think head of the was working on the original okay. Devil May Cry. Okay. But the company didn't make Devil May Cry, but it's very very similar. And so that coming out on the Switch kind of makes me want to pick that up because I know the second one came out on the Wii U, so not a lot of people played it because Wii U. So I kind of want to pick up that. I also want to play the Hyrule Warriors because that looks just yeah. so much fun. I, I wanted to pick up Hyrule Warriors because I, <coughs> I know Dynasty Warrior games are kind of repetitive and boring, but I tell you, after a stressful day, there's not much more satisfying than just cutting your way through waves of enemies. Um, if they just take the whole power fantasy and run with it. Um, all right, mm. my question, Matt, is this games that are like coming out, we know that are coming out, or games that we want on the Switch? No, games announced. that you know are coming out. Oh, okay. Or, or you've heard that might be coming out. Okay. Not like, oh, in a dream world, I would have, you know, you know, well, we haven't, like, you could say Super Smash Brothers because that's going to that, for sure that, happen. That's what it I hasn't want. been like, mentioned yet. The biggest thing I want of this is super a new Super Smash Brothers. I'm fine if they port the Wii U Smash Brothers because it was really good and had a ton of characters and just ported that yeah. over. I would be happy with that, kind of like what they did with. Uh, Mario Kart. Um, it makes me feel like they're working on a new one if they haven't done that yet. Uh, yeah. Since they did it with Pokin and they did it with the Mario Kart and they're doing it with Bayonetta 2. Like, I feel like they're working on a new one since that hasn't at least been mentioned. Yeah. So, but for me, beyond that, I actually am, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Yoshi game that's going to come out. Um, it, it, I don't know when it's coming out, but I, I watched some back when E3 came around. They were showing some demos of it, and it just looked really fun. Um, and then the other thing that I'm kind of looking forward to is actually they just announced the other day is um, I've never played any of the Dark Soul games, and they're doing like a Dark Soul remaster. It's coming out later this spring. And uh, I think I'm going to get it for Switch and give it a try and uh, see how it plays. Um, I think uh, I may like it or I may hate it. We'll find out. Um, but those are the ones that kind of stick out to me. But I, I really want a Smash Brothers really want a pokemon um so yeah i don't know those those are the games i really want on there so oh and the metroid prime whenever that comes out that's gonna be awesome i'm excited about that you know it's not announced but and i i, I doubt it'll ever come but i really want that new dragon ball z fighter oh, yes. game. that looks really good too. 
You know, tell me. I forgot about. Me and Drew were talking about it earlier. I forgot about that. The new Dragon Ball Z Fighter game looks awesome. They some I saw an article. I'll have to link it to you guys of where somebody on the PC had knocked it all the way down graphically and brought the pixel density down all the way, and it looked like an old school Game Boy Advance. It was somehow like beautifully horrible. If that makes any sense, um, yeah. I'll have to. That sounds. I'll, I'll have to see if I can find good. it. But yeah, man. I, mm-hmm. What about you, Tommy? Well, I just. I mean, Dragon Ball Z is kind of. Uh, would be my request, yeah. and obviously along with like a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as far as that, like I'm actually I'm really behind on what games are even on the market or coming to the market. Um, is Wolfenstein out yet? Um, it's coming. No, not yet. But it's not out yet. But that okay. is coming. All right, mm-hmm. so I guess that's one I'm excited for. Uh, I can't wait to play that one. But you know, I've got Doom, I've got Rocket League, I've got Breath of the Wild, like. Um, you're pretty good right now <laughs> yeah like I, I mean I'm barely like I'm barely scratching the surface of what I have I, the idea of adding more on my plate in terms of, of games to put on this thing I just I, I don't know where I'd get the time mm-hmm. Tommy I really think I don't know what you've got going on after this but I really think you should at least pop in Breath of the Wild and like give it a go I, I have more I'm literally doing work while we talk right now <laughs> I'm cool. So, um, backlogged in life. <laughs> I'm. I need a vacation, guys. I really need something. You need like a whole weekend off just to ride your motorcycle nonstop. That's Dude, I gotta need. get. So I gotta wait. I got one last part that has to come in. My bike is even working. Oh, sad day. Yeah. Yeah. I. And it, the the dumbest. It's it's a rubber cap that's key. I mean <laughs> oh, it's, it's the oh, so it's simple, the cap yet so yeah important. it's it's literally like it was one of the smallest parts or not even smallest like seemingly insignificant parts and um mine is just so old it it disintegrated when I was removing it from the engine block and I ordered it but long story short it's gonna take 10 days to get here and uh I ordered an off-brand one today because it was like five or six bucks. And I was like, ah, it's worth a try. And uh, it didn't work. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. That's part, of, that's part of motorcycle maintenance. All right, guys, let me, yeah. let me yeah. ask you a question about Switch. Uh, who do you recommend getting one? Everyone. Everyone. That's kind of how I feel, too. Why? Because there's something for everyone. This is one of those consoles that... Whether you are a stay-at-home individual, whether you're on the go, uh, literally everyone can take it with them or enjoy it in some way. And there's a game out there for you. I mean, if you're a first-person guy, it's got Doom. Uh, you know, if you enjoy the lighter side of life, you've got the entire Mario suite. I think there's literally just something for everyone. Yeah, mm. and you know, something you just mentioned, Tommy, talking about mario that we've not even talked about is that they've not even launched their kind of past game collection that has made nintendo consoles great in the past um we don't have super mario brothers 3 or uh any of the super nintendo games or any of this that we can play when they when they add that to what's here already it's going to get even better because then all of a sudden you have a retro console where you can play all these old school games on the go which would be wonderful guys if they drop pokemon red blue yellow silver gold whatever like 
Rebecca and I will have to get a second switch. <laughs> like it just, we've had that conversation they, in our house as well. They so added it. They added them digitally for the 3DS recently. And I've, they just I've got them on the 3DS. Over. I'm but just no, saying, like, I, yeah. if they expand it, you know, I I'll be honest. I think that's all I play anymore on my 3DS is the old retro Pokemon, and uh, um, I'm pretty sure I've given up on Sun at this point. Um, <laughs> that's about because I'm. I'm it's nostalgia, man. It's it's not it's nothing against the game. It's just uh, I get that. It's the nostalgia of of playing through um, red and yellow and and stuff again. I think. I mean, I think I've played through yellow three or four times as an adult in the last five years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's, I think that's six. that's why I enjoyed Omega Ruby so much is because that was the last generation I played before X and Y. So super cool to go back and see all of that in updated graphics, which won't even lie. I I wouldn't hate if the if they come out with the Switch version and they're like, we are coming out with a big version, but here's an updated version of Red and Blue. I'd be like, cool, I'm down with yeah, that. Here's my money. Would, Here. Man, a red, <laughs> you, can, you can wait and release that game next year. Then I'm I'm fine with this. A red or blue with actually, I would rather have a gold or silver because you kind of have red and blue in that game with like updated graphics would be amazing. I would really oh, love yeah. that. Oh man! And like, I don't even need the updated graphics. I love the top-down, eight-bit. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome guys. Okay, so final thoughts on the Switch. Anything y'all want to add? Dope. It, it's really great. I was about to say because because we're gonna give it a rating of dope and nope because it's awesome. And Tommy has given it his dope. I'm assuming is what that was referring That's, to. That is correct. Tommy has given it his dope. Drew? Dope for sure. I'm with Tommy. Well, he just said, I think I think Nintendo has created a console that 10-year-old kids and 60-year-old stay-at-home moms can love and everyone in between. Um, and I just think there's something for everyone and it's awesome. Yeah, same. Dope. It's great. It's just... And it's not, I mean, it's not cheap, but it's not a like super expensive console either. So I think you get a lot for your money and there's a lot, uh, there's a lot out already and there's a lot coming out uh, this year and that's on the horizon. So it's, it's got potential to just keep it strong footing in the, the gaming market for the year to come. So I'm very much looking forward to uh, any Nintendo directs that come out. I think they're going to supposed to have one either in February or March coming up. And then I'm really looking forward to seeing what they bring for their Nintendo Direct at E3. So that's the Switch, guys. Go pick one up. They're awesome. They're easier to find now, too. So now let's close out with our favorite segment, What You Binge Watching. It's our segment where we talk about what we've been spending our free time on, whether it's movies, TV, video games, or even books or comics. Um, I'll go first. I started a new anime that my friend Eli suggested for me. It's called My Hero Academia, and it's so freaking good. It's probably one of the best animes i've watched in a long time it's it the basic premise of the world is the world's population basically like 80 percent of the population develops some kind of quirk which is like a superpower or something whether it's something as simple as oh i can levitate small objects or whatever to like a guy who has like half his body controls ice and half his body controls fire and so it's a world with heroes and villains and like everybody wants to be a hero or something and so there's like a schools and stuff for heroes and people can go and become sidekicks of these like pro heroes and stuff and so it just follows the story of this kid who wants to be a hero and whatnot and uh it's it's really good the animation quality is fantastic 
There's only two seasons out right now. Um, the first one is in is already dubbed on Hulu. The second season's only subtitles, and then season three comes out I think in March. But like it's it's such an enjoyable anime, and I've just thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed watching it, and cannot wait to see what they do with season three. I'm almost done with season four. I mean season two. That'd been impressive if I made it to season four already. Um, yeah, so y'all should check that out if you haven't checked it out, and let me know what you think. Um, on the flip side, I've been reading comics lately, and uh, the Dark Knight's Metal story is still going on. The one with like the, all the evil Batman in the world going into the darkness and stuff, and it's like coming super close to the conclusion. And this week, uh, the fifth of the, the, the there's six issues for the actual main, just you know, not the side stuff that's going on. And the fifth one came out today, and it was really, really good. And it's supposed to conclude in March with, I think, two more stories that go along with it coming out in February. And I, it's it's really freaking good. And I can't wait to, to finish it. And I, I, won't, I want both of y'all to read it. And I'm going to, like, organize it so y'all have, like, the prop best way to read it. And y'all can just, like, read straight through it and not have to be confused or anything. And it's, it's so good. I, I can't really talk about it at this point without spoilers because we're coming to the end of it but it's really really good and that's mostly what i've been doing also PUBG. i'm apparently in the top five percent of solos in the north that. american servers i am i don't know how it's <laughs> why are according you, why are to you their not streaming and making money matt <laughs> i don't know because i, I don't know I, according to the statistics on PUBG, in solos in the north american server i'm like 4.7 percent and i'm just like what oh, okay it's pretty so, dope yeah which means i've been playing too much <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah pubg is still great i'm really liking it i'm gonna give fortnite a try soon i just i just haven't been able to take the time to learn it <laughs> so so not to get political here but rebecca sent me a screenshot that was uh i'm get you know a modified tweet from trump and oh, it gosh. says i play fortnite just to build walls oh i did see that too it's so bad and but also really funny okay what about you guys what y'all binging so i uh while i was working on my motorcycle last week i finally finished it the audiobook uh, yes nice the book is so long it was that was a lot of hours and i'm not <laughs> complaining it was good it was just one of those like i remember every time i'd like i would binge it for what felt like hours look down and be like you have 18 hours to go what's left in the story that's, that's wild man like how long it took it was, to record that well 18 hours it was a 42 but, no it was a 42 hour book that's crazy like that's you know but was it but was it good that was fantastic it was uh it was great um so I finished that. Rebecca and I binged this. We just finished this season of Black Mirror. Um, Ooh, with everything going on, stuff. we're trying to make sure to every night at least take an hour to sit down and do dinner and just yeah. consume something. That's and so good. Black Mirror's been it. I think I would have picked something a little happier, but yeah, that's still a good show. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yeah, that is not a it's not a feel good. And actually I I've been binging a uh a podcast too that is definitely not a feel good. It's um <laughs> called Sword and Scale. And essentially it's uh 
almost like a documentary series that just explores like really crazy bizarre like murders and serial killers and Drew's um, wife would be super into that yeah it's I mean it's it's creepy I'm going through like the episode I'm on right now they're talking about this woman and I believe if I remember right she's nor she was Norwegian moved to the states and she has this massive body count like I believe she wow. holds the the record for you know outside of something like Genghis Khan, um, but as an actual serial killer, she holds the record. And it's just, uh, I remember being at a house by myself today doing something like listening to this, and it gets it gets into some details. And I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this away, <laughs> just, uh, take a break. I hear creepy, creepy sounds. I'm like go, I just want to uh, go watch an episode of like Dragon Ball Z or something that's I know is gonna make me happy. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, can can some streaming service please put Dragon Ball Z up somewhere? I think Hulu had like random mismatch episodes for a while. I think mm-hmm. I remember watching season one like all the way through episode 11 and then it just jumped straight to season six or something yeah i I remember there being something like that too where it just like jumped around and it didn't make any sense mentioning that the the kotaki released an article said dragon ball z fighter via the reviews and one of the reviews which is hilarious it says man i mean it's a good game but these games don't last these fights don't last five hours so it's so unrealistic to the anime it's pretty funny you know, I heard uh, Bob was telling me that Dragon Ball Super is fantastic, and so I, I think that's the next thing I'm going to binge. Yeah, it's good. I've watched a little bit of it. Um, it's it's gotten a few arcs in, so there's a good bit of it now, and I think they've started doing the dub, which I know like Drew prefers the dub stuff. I I can do subtitles; it doesn't bother me too much. I do prefer dub if I can find it, but I have watched some of the Dragon Ball Super. And it's good. I was explaining Drew earlier how that whole worked because basically it started out where they hadn't done anything Dragon Ball and then they did the movie uh, Battle of the Gods and it was so well received that they decided to make a new series and it's it's based directly off what happens from the Battle of the Gods movie. So if you haven't, you should yeah. watch that movie and if you really I've, like the I movie. Have, uh, me, Bob, and some other friends, we drove to Tallahassee when the return of F dropped and mm-hmm. uh, there was only one showing one day and we were like dude no one else is going to be there and we didn't buy tickets ahead so we drove a couple hours to show up and it was sold and out. they were like they were like fools we, we we've been sold out since the day that this was announced oh, yeah, and i remember walking out to the car and there was like 20 or 30 other nerds like us he was like ah <laughs> i thought there would be like, like this many people in there oh. yeah and and uh but yeah, so like I, um, I really want to sit down and watch that. I think that's I th- my next. Page. I think I can't see it right now because I'm not logged into Hulu. But I think they've got DBZ on Hulu, so I can't tell you if it's like the whole thing. Um, but I don't have Hulu anymore that's... after they got snarky with me that day. <laughs> that's yeah, right. I put I my money where my that. mouth is, man. Like, no, I get that Hulu. If you're listening, this get is you, your fault. Get your crap. This together. is on you. Tommy on could you. be watching Dragon Ball Z. But you got to change your dumb interface and mess with Tommy. Yeah, I could be buying you three vanilla lattes hey, a month. Hey, Tommy, let, hit me up after this. I got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is on there. I just that's a oh, true wait, friend. Hold on, I don't know if it is on here or not. I pulled it up and it says it's on here. I but then saw it, says, it. It says currently unavailable underneath it. So oh no, 
It's not on Amazon either. I'm checking. Uh, I need to just Prime break down video. and buy the series on DVD. I think that'd be one yeah. that's worth having. You can buy it on Amazon. They're only season nine, two to yeah. They're just like thirty bucks per season. Yeah, I'll probably it's go on eBay me, and right? find somebody who has like the whole thing and they're throwing it out because their girlfriend is like, we need to get this crap out of the house. And, and you'll be like, yes, I will take it and I will honor and cherish it and watch it forever exactly. and put it and put it on my Plex so Matt and Drew can also watch it. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> Guys, I got a pile of DVDs sitting here that like I still have hundreds of of things I gotta rip from my I plaques. have sitting next to me District 9 and Star Trek that I have been meaning to rip to mine. So. It's ironic. Uh, I have District 9, Elysium, and Chappie in a Blu-ray box set right it's next to me right so now. It's good. Such a good. Such good movies. Okay, Drew, what have you been binging? We got off on yeah. Dragon Ball Z. Uh-huh. Nothing wrong with that. So, <clears throat> I have been playing a good bit of PUBG as well. I, uh, I am not in the top 4%. Um, I think I'm in like the top 50%. So, you know, I'm on the right side of the 100%. Um, But past that, you know, I've been spending a lot of time playing my Switch, specifically playing Stardew Valley. It's just so chill. I don't know, guys. After stressful days, it's nice to come home to something chill. And that game is, I think it was $15, and it was worth every single dollar. It's huge. It's so simple. I like it a lot. And uh, so that's what I've been, for the most part, getting into Stardew Valley. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about that's about it, really. I haven't been doing much past that. Um, my wife nice, has nice. been sick for the last few days, so she's been watching Friends. So we're like, she's like a few seasons into that because it's just on that she's laying on the couch feeling terrible. So. Well, guys, I think that's it for our episode today. Uh, Matt originally was going to close this but he seems to be having technical difficulties I've so you become a robot <laughs> <laughs> somewhere like a dalek which i guess is <laughs> robot uh so yeah guys um appreciate you joining out uh joining us for this episode if this is the first uh there's many more you can find us on all the social media platforms instagram twitter facebook uh check us out on apple um check us out uh through itunes through the podcast app and through podbean um and uh you know we want to connect and and stay involved so hit us up on facebook or twitter and and interact with us you know um, we're desperate, lonely people. I like walk, long walks on the beach and playing video games and watching movies. And, uh, you know, tell us what you're interested in. Uh, until next time, uh, we're the Valkyrie cast. <laughs>